now you guys ready to start the podcast? Yeah, hold on. Yeah. Yeah, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to uh, our first episode of I'll Take Three, a movie scavenger hunt. Um, this is our podcast where we will each take a turn uh, week to week to um, select a category and pick a movie to watch that fits that category. So we will have a, uh, a new category every three weeks and um, get to you know find a different way of interpreting that category and see what the results could be and just talk about the movies. Um, I am your co-host, Alex. I'm your co-host, Jacob. And I'm your co-host, Kristen. And uh, we will be starting off with a category and movie selected by Jake. So I will let him um, take it away. Yeah, so for the first category, I wanted to pick something that uh, uh, I think I was very interested in, which is, of course, music. So I, I went with the category of uh, great soundtracks. And the first movie that I selected was Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist from 2008. So that's that's going to be our first review. Awesome. Um, so yeah, we'll be talking about Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist today. Um, since this is our first episode i think this is a good chance to just kind of introduce ourselves first um i I guess (laughs) uh jake do you want to introduce yourself yeah i'm jake i did that already no i'm just kidding uh yeah i'm i'm jake i'm alex's brother Kristen's brother-in-law um what how much information are we giving do you want my home address um my phone number uh we need them social the security social, the di- social numbers. digits I, I don't the need digits. them anyway you guys can have them um i'm alex Kristen is uh my uh loving most of the time wife and uh we thought less the time. uh less so <laughs> less so your wife <laughs> yes uh, still loving just less so my wife um oh yeah but we just we're just all really love uh movies and thought you know it films films we love films cinematic um, adventures and thought we you know this is a fun way we we started a bit of a movie club with some of our family where we you know kind of picked movies and it was something we kind of thought of picking themes to choose our movies and it didn't hold up so well but we really enjoyed it and thought it was a good idea to kind of share in a podcast yeah it also allows us to kind of interact with each other uh often which is very nice as a family which is cool that's true. So this is separate from that movie club, though, but uh, I think it's a great way to kind of delve into some of those themes and categories and just um, get started on some uh, some movie talk. Yeah, and obviously, uh, if you guys want to watch the videos before uh, the movies before so you can uh, listen to our commentary, feel free to pause this now, watch Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist, and then come back and... Uh, Listen to our review of it or talk about it, and yeah, we can we can just wait the ninety minutes for them to. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Time out. All right. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um. Yeah. So we, it's been wanna, it's been ninety minutes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you want to hop in, hop uh, hop in with the conversation, Jake? Um, Ignore's Infinite Place is a two thousand and eight American romantic comedy drama film directed by. Peter Sollett, and starring Michael Sarah and Kat Dennings. Written by Lauren Scarfia, Scarferia, and based Scarferia. on the novel. Scarferia? 
uh, and based on the novel of the same name by Rachel Cohn and David uh, Levithan. The story tells of teenagers Nick, uh, played by Sarah, and Nora, played by Dennings, who meet when Nora asks Nick to pretend to be her boyfriend for five minutes. Over the course of the night, they try to find their favorite band's secret show and search for Nora's drunken best friend. So that's the uh, synopsis. Um, so s- starring Michael Sarah, Kat Dennings, uh, both of them I actually uh, totally adore in this movie. They fit so well together. Uh, the casting is spot on, in my opinion. Um, just on the starters of that. Um, do you remember the first time you watched this movie? No, not not specifically. Not the first time I know. Uh, how about you? No, I don't remember when I first watched this. I know that I liked it right away, but I don't remember like what I was doing. <laughs> but I knew I instantly fell in love with it, and it would, became one of my favorites quickly. When's the first time you heard of Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist? <laughs> um, no, sorry, that's just a joke. Um, oh, uh, was a bad one. I I enjoyed it a lot. <laughs> Uh, fans of you talking you two to me will um, like that joke. Um, so I remember watching this movie in high school and renting it from Blockbuster when we lived on Allenwood Drive, Jake. Okay. Um, and loved it so much that night that we finished watching it. I drove to Walmart and bought it. Oh, yeah. Okay. I actually oh, did I ride with you in the car? Probably. probably. Yeah, I think I remember that. Yeah, because that would have been. Uh, either my freshman or sophomore year of high school, uh, if we were at Allenwood. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was definitely a time where, um, kind of you know, growing up, lots of music and going to lots of concerts. You know, during high school, uh, this movie definitely was one that stuck out as like, oh man, like that could be me. Like that could, that like that could be my life. You know, type of thing, uh, which is something that resonated with me and made me love the love this movie right from the beginning. Yeah, totally. And I know the soundtrack, too, was something where, um, you know, we'll talk more about the songs, but this was uh, the time of LimeWire and yeah. was big in our household. And I am pretty sure I stole so many songs off of the soundtrack. Yep. And or I should um, not. You were, you were making CDs, like this, but somebody did it. And I just kind of used the, the music um, <laughs> <laughs> and then just kind of delved into some of the artists. ITunes. I actually play, paid money. For the soundtrack. Good, good job, Kristen. You're better. And you probably didn't get I viruses on your computer because of it. Since this is a soundtrack edition, I should probably throw out there that the music was by Mark uh, Mothersbaugh, who did the music for this um, for this movie. Yeah, the the score itself. Yeah. I really like the score in this too. They kind of have a a theme of it too that they put on the soundtrack, where they take a section of the score. And it's really cool. Yeah, I have not actually listened to that, I guess, apparently. Oh. Yeah, but, and do you want to talk about kind of some of the the style of music that they have on here? Yeah, so the music is, uh, you know, uh, it's indie, indie music. Um, Some of the bands are featured, uh, Bishop Allen. um, Vampire Weekend. Vampire Weekend. I was trying to remember the... The lead singers, they have... Uh, yeah, there's a, could, a, a song from think. The National in the movie. I don't think that made it onto the soundtrack. Um, yeah. Band of Horses. 
Yeah, so there's that that kind of late 2000s, early 2010s, not yet, but that style of indie music is is really the, the theme of the movie. And what's really cool is with the soundtrack is that they did have cameos from a lot of the bands that were on the soundtrack, too. Um, like the Jerk Offs was the band that they saw or that played after um, their band played at that little. Yeah, Bishop Allen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I actually oh, wrote it down. I thought it was uh, funny uh, at the very opening scene uh, where Nick is making the phone call to Tris. Uh, he's got on his wall um, different posters. Uh, multiple Ramones posters and multiple Bishop Allen posters. Uh, and then Bishop Allen was who they were opening up for at the beginning, which was kind of cool. Uh, oh, that is cool. I didn't notice the Bishop Allen ones. Yeah, there were there were two two Bishop Allen ones that he had. He also had um, he also had uh, Where's Fluffy, obviously, uh, Kinsiki, uh, Tanya, Donnelly are the ones that I wrote down hmm. that I saw. But multiple Ramones and multiple Where's Fluffy, and then multiple. Bishop Allens, so pretty cool that they were opening up. I, I, I feel like he should have been freaking out a little bit more of excitement, you know? <laughs> he didn't want to go. He was, yeah. <laughs> he was not ready. And they didn't really care for the band, it didn't seem. Like. Yeah, they, did, they didn't. They left before they really started. <laughs> yeah, it was um, super weird. I think we're getting a little ahead of ourselves, but... <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I just wrote that down and it made me think about it. Oh, that's funny, though. Um, Yeah, I think that's a um kind of general overview of it anything else you guys want to add before we kind of really delve into the movie i don't i don't think i have anything to add at this point in time your honor (laughs) and uh make sure you uh don't just shake your head christy (laughs) i i said no i know (laughs) why do you shake your head first (laughs) Like, this is for the this is for the elite who are play, paying for the Patreon. They can see the Zoom or the Skype. Well, they've seen me lean my face on the mic multiple times. <laughs> they've seen me uh, on the microphone like a boss, like a boss. Okay, so the movie's starting. Where, where do we go from there? Yeah. So first thing, um, you know those. Um, title cards are coming through. Well, not really the title cards of the movie, but you know the production companies. And starts off with a, a song right off the bat from the the soundtrack. Um, I yeah, wrote it the, up with "The Speed yeah. of Sound" by Chris Bell. It's the first song that is playing. And it's a it's a song I I don't remember that much now. I don't know if it was on the soundtrack itself, and I just never really listened to it. But yeah, uh, it was the the tone of it was definitely more of a. You know, a more uh, not uplifting. It was more like down, kind of like because um, obviously the first yeah. scene is uh, yeah Michael Sarah's Michael Sarah's character calling Tris um, Nick, and he when it comes in, he's uh, pl- playing that um, record with the song on on vinyl, which um, you know now it's pretty popular to listen to vinyl, but it was still kind of very hipstery back then. I mean, it's still hipstery now, but it's a little more mainstream again to listen to vinyl. Yeah, it was 2008 when this movie came out. If we didn't say that, yeah. And then um, I noticed too. Uh, I, I had it written down. I forgot I had it written down. Uh, they had a dy- he had a dinosaur junior poster on the wall too. I missed that one. Um, but yeah, so he, he, it comes in, listen to that song, and then you hear him talking. Um, 
he says, uh, he, he he's conscious who broke up with him on his birthday, on, on his B-day. <laughs> and he's leaving her a voicemail. mean to do to someone, by the way. Super mean. <laughs> as, we learned, as we learned throughout this movie, not the best girlfriend. No, she was not. <laughs> yeah, that was... That's rough. And then poor yeah. him. It just fits his emo <laughs> yeah. style, though. Like, it worked for him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and he's just burning CDs. Making yeah, mix CDs, man. Do you remember those mix CDs? Did you ever make a mix CD for Chris and Alex? He sure did. <laughs> I did. I made a couple of them. And I think you wanna, made two. you want to shout out any songs that you included? Um, Sure, I included... Uh, some dashboard confessional um who else was on there some frank turner hey i've seen both of those bands live <laughs> i can't remember some of the bands that were on there um i don't don't really remember off the top of my head but uh yeah and then she he's leaving her the voicemail and then gets to the end and then he accidentally <laughs> deletes the voicemail <laughs> yeah then he deletes it and it's uh, not a short voicemail based on the uh, editing. <laughs> <laughs> so he probably didn't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he seemed he seemed dejected for sure. <laughs> and then, uh, and then, uh, of course, what happens next is he hears a car horn or a van horn pulling up, and it's it's his. It's no, it's not. That's not what happens next. Um, no, but yeah. uh, um, yeah, one thing too that I liked was uh, when the title card does come in, um, you see a bunch of the band names that are on the soundtrack, like soundtrack, and they're like written in the, the style of their fonts and stuff. I thought that was yeah. really cool. Yeah, that was cool. The song that started playing during that is, um, oh, it's, the lo- it's that song called Lover. By uh, Devondra Banhart. Yeah, and he's in the movie later. Who does he play in the movie? Just himself? He plays he plays the guy that's in that modern gourmet store that she goes into. Oh, the the uh like where Russian Caroline throws guy? up. Yeah, like he oh, has okay. like a that's him. Yeah, that's cool. That is pretty cool. But uh, yeah, and then the uh, next thing I had written down um that I thought was pretty funny was you know it goes to um the school where you introduces Nora yeah. and Caroline and stuff. And then it, um, Tris shows up. So she knows them. Yeah. Um, and she's showing them that this mix CD that Nick had given her again. Uh-huh. And it's, um, she, she's talking about how ridiculous it is. And she throws it away Yeah. and Nora digs it up and, uh, it's called road to closure volume 12. <laughs> volume 12. Yeah. And yeah. he put, it's, he put so much time into the artwork on not only the, book like the booklet itself with the cd cover yeah i thought it looked amazing <laughs> i would have been in love with it just like nora yeah I, me then, too and then she's like I'm, I'm just gonna put this in my ipod which i'm like man that's some <laughs> old old lingo now yeah, yeah that's nice uh, that's uh that's some good good lingo i like that lingo i miss that lingo um oh. i did uh i was thinking about how much time and how difficult it would have been to create that cover art and obviously um i studied 
media things in college and uh, some of the sounds I had to do was I had to create a booklet for a CD and stuff for a imaging class and it was very difficult and it looked not great and just how amazing he had that look is so impressive to me. Of that course he didn't make awesome. it. But, yeah, I was gonna say he probably didn't do that. No, <laughs> but the idea oh, yeah, about it, you know it. what I mean? Yeah, the amount of time he put into it. Yeah, he's definitely a creative person. Yeah, for sure. Um. Yeah. Next thing. I, well, um, uh, when yeah, they're at the you school, have... there's obviously uh, just from the beginning, we can obviously see that um, Nora and Tris don't like each other as well as uh, as well as obviously she likes. Uh, Caroline, uh, right. they're not as good as friends. So, um, already tension between them as the movie begins right, right off the gate. Yeah, and then uh, Nick and his friends are gonna go um, open up for the band, and Nora and Caroline are gonna go out into New York. They're they're you know in New York City because they yep. they live in New Jersey, and so they're gonna happen to run into each other. Boken, and it's no all joking. because they wanted to see Where's Fluffy. Their favorite band, who I wish yeah. was a real band. Yeah, I do too. I wish they were. That would be pretty cool to go run around trying to find them. Yeah, that would be cool. I, lo- I love that idea. So they don't come on till 5 o'clock in the morning. In which case, <laughs> I we would miss. I would totally miss. do that. I wouldn't. I could. Not now. Don't you not try now. Yeah, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, if, yeah, if there was some band I liked that was rumored to come they're going to play a secret show. I'm not making that. Yeah. Well, we should back up real quick and talk about um, Nick's best friends, um, Tom and Dev. Tom, oh, yeah. The T-H-O-M, yeah, which I love. Tom. Yeah, Tom, he's played by Aaron Yu, who I feel like was in everything um, at this time. Um, you know, he's in this. He's in uh, uh, 21, um, Disturbia. You know, I love that movie. Um, <laughs> Disturbia. Just kidding. The movie sucked. <laughs> That's not very nice. <laughs> Do you like that movie? I like that movie. I thought it was pretty interesting. How's the soundtrack on Disturbia? <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> but uh, and then Dev, I I feel like he looks like Justin Timberlake a lot. He does a little look like bit. Justin Timberlake. I could see that. And he was played by Rafi Gavron. Yeah, I don't know him. He must not have been in Disturbia. <laughs> Disturbia. <laughs> um, cool. But they're yeah, they're in a band, and the band's name is the Jerk Offs. At least at this point in time, that's the band's name. <laughs> yeah, um, so this is their debut show as the Jerk Offs, by the way. Yeah. And they've got yeah, a, they their new a drummer. Machine. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then um, the other thing with their band, too, is um, his friends Dev and Tom are both gay. Um, so that plays a kind of a role in their friendship and stuff. Yep. Uh, and Nick it plays the bass. Um, Tom is lead guitar. Drum machine is Michael Sarah's responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> and then the lead singer, obviously, is Dev. And I, um, you know, when um, you get, get to the show and you see Nick, um, his style with that, uh, w- you know, work jacket and stuff, I always wanted to 
model myself after that with the work jacket. Yes. Hoodie on underneath it and stuff. You, and the you, jeans. you bought that Colt Cabana work shirt. Work yeah. Shirt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It always reminded me of that jacket. That was a cool shirt. <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, you see uh, Tris shows up at the show, too, because Nora and Caroline are also there because they're, you know, hoping to see um, Fluffy, find Fluffy. But Tris shows up with a, a new guy, and she's like, he's been following me around the mall, which is like, <laughs> man, another ancient sounding lingo. <laughs> Nobody yeah, goes to the mall anymore. So weird. That is Gary. And Gary has no personality. Gary is just there a doormat. Be, uh, yeah, he's just a doormat. And he's just there to be bossed around. Yeah, he sucks. Just like Disturbia. Disturbia. I'm um, cool. Uh, oh, and then... well, we forgot to talk about Nick's Yugo, by the way. Oh, yeah, his Yugo. It's the only Yugo in the city. You go, but once you once you have one, you see them everywhere. <laughs> taxi. <laughs> it's not a taxi, sir. Um, yeah, car is uh, not going to be very reliable throughout the movie. So the next song that comes up on the playlist uh, comes up after after the Jerkoffs have played their their song, and it is Bishop Allen's song, Middle Management, which they play live. Heck yeah. I like Bishop Allen. That was the one I, out of all those bands, um, that's the one I kind of got a bunch of songs from the most. Um, I, like, I really like their click, 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 click camera song. Um, but I really like Bishop Allen. Yeah, I had many of them on my iTunes because of you. Um, and then, yeah, Caroline is, uh, um, she's, she's getting, getting wasted already. And she, she's she poured a, vodka and Gatorade at the beginning, before yeah, they, like as soon as I got out of school. And she is just a woo girl, um, yeah, a total <laughs> woo girl. She cracks me up. She's one of my favorites. Yeah, she's pretty awesome. No, um, uh, yeah. Then we also meet Beefy Guy at the concert. Oh yeah, Beefy but Beefy we Guy. Know his name. <laughs> at this it's it's whatever you want it to be. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, and obviously, and th- uh, uh, Caroline sees that uh, Nora while is dig- digging on Nick while he's playing in the playing in the band. She's she's eye goggling him uh, for a cleaner version of what they say. Um, eye blowing him, I think is what they say. Blow, yeah, blowing him, blowing with him with her, his her with her eyes. eyes. Yeah, uh, and uh, Caroline pushes pushes her into Nick, and Nick doesn't seem to. Like care at all? It's yeah, he's like, bridge and tunnel. She says. <laughs> yeah, I I looked at her reference up uh, after they said it because I was like, "What does that mean?" Bridge and tunnel. Yeah, oh. people who uh, don't live in the city is what it means. In oh, case you didn't know, the more you know. Hmm. I just thought it was, uh, you know, he's very focused. Bridge and tunnel. He's just. Oh yeah, no, it is. A, it is a saying of people who don't live in the city. They commute to the city for. Uh, restaurants well, that's them too. and everything. Yeah, but that's, I think I'm now thinking about it, it's like Caroline's like, well, if he's bridging tunnel, then what does that make us? And they just rode into the city too. So at that point, to me, it kind of seems like that's where Nora's, um, like, she seems a little different than everybody else. And Tris is treating her differently as well. 
not just because they have, you know, beef between them or whatever, but it's yeah. like Nora, they, they see Nora in a different light and that kind of also shows that Nora thinks that she's different. Yeah, and they, uh, at some point, I believe in this scene or in the previous one where they actually met her at the school, they mentioned her, her dad. Um, yeah, Iris Silverberg's Iris, daughter. Yeah. And they kind of yeah, built... so you kind of you get the idea that she's the you know this daughter of somebody big yeah you don't, don't really know, who don't know yet. Who it is. throughout the whole movie it kind of builds to that as well mm-hmm. and yeah, she kind of get... seems really like self-conscious about it but she also doesn't really mind throwing it around when she can yeah that's a yeah, great exactly. description Kristen. Very nice. Um, and then, yeah, a couple thing, other things in this uh, scene at the at the bar before Nick and Nora really get to, um, you know, see each other is Gary. He has that straightened hair, which yeah. is total two thousand, especially the emo indie scene. Speaking of hair, you had that kind of hair. I did have that straightened hair. It was cool. I also had that hair after I dyed my hair black. <laughs> it was less Talk- cool. <laughs> yeah, it was I not. It did not look good like on me. <laughs> My hair was so fluffy. I think we did. We all use straighteners at one time. Like I, I used a straightener for sure. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I, I didn't use it nearly as often as I should have, but I definitely used one. Yeah, I used uh, it like every day for a couple years. I, I was, I just got too lazy when I was doing it, and it, it always just fluffed out. I by thought it like, looked terrible if I didn't, so I always did it. Yeah, mine looked terrible too, but it, then it fluffed out anyway. By like so nude or like so it was like all right it's gonna go anyway. Your um, hair is just so thick. <laughs> yeah, super thick. Um, super thick. That's a t-shirt. Uh, but speaking of hair, um, he's got one super cut haircut. Oh yeah, <laughs> Nick talking about because Michael Sarah has that short hair. Yeah, said that's one super cut you got there, dude. Is something that uh, <laughs> Caroline says to Nick. <laughs> that's one of my favorite quotes. <laughs> um, and then something else in this scene at the bar that. Uh, starts off and carries throughout the entire movie is you see Caroline start making out with this guy um, and she steals his gum. But hey, I, I, yeah, that's totally a thing. The guy he, she kisses, um, or is he, is he, where's Randy from later yeah, on? Yeah, are you Randy? Yeah, uh-huh. are you Randy? Yeah, that is him. That's <laughs> and, awesome. And I wasn't sure. The gum, the gum will go full circle in this movie. <laughs> Um, but then, yeah, the, you have the whole Nora, um, you know, need, getting embarrassed with Triss and wanting to say that she has a boyfriend. So she, you know, gets the cojones to go over to Nick because um, <laughs> she, you know, finds him attractive and um, pretend that that's her boyfriend, which totally upsets Triss because she thinks Nick is just obsessed with her. Obsessed? Yep. That sounds right. Obsessed. Obsessed. Obsessed with her. <laughs> So that really, uh, that really sets Triss off, and uh, Gary obviously is just <laughs> fine to go along with it. Yeah, he doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't, he doesn't care. <laughs> He's just there. He's been following around the mall for three weeks. He needs, he needs to follow yeah. around everywhere. <laughs> and then Nick's friends are excited. Um, yeah, they're about this whole thing. So they are, they, they are not they fans make, of Triss. They want to make Nick and Nora happen. Yep, for sure. They even uh, after they leave. Leave when Bishop Allen starts playing. They uh, they pull um, they pull Nora into the van to to get rid of that sports bra. Yeah, and help 
they're like we're we're not fans of his dreaded X. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and in the meantime, uh they're driving they're about to drive Caroline home, which uh is something that has happened throughout the movie is Caroline needs to get home. So, um yeah, Caroline, so Caroline is that, wasted. They come up with this plan, "Hey, you guys drive Caroline home." Nora never explains to Caroline <laughs> That's nope. gonna be driving her home, which could have saved so much trouble. Nope. You would nope. think if you're leaving your drunk friend with three guys, you would explain to her what's yeah. happening. What's happening? Uh, and at the same time, uh, you know, she she locks her, Caroline gets locked in the Yugo, and she's locked in there by herself, and she's gotta get out. And that's a, that's one of my favorite scenes in the entire movie. That's my favorite scene as well. It's yeah, just like executed perfectly with its comedy it's so great and the way that they uh use the audio in it where it's kind of got that muffled sound because she's drunk and in the car locked in there and they're banging on the thing and she's just like be quiet be quiet yeah it's just all muffled until nora comes up like she knows how to cut through the noise yeah and they've they they, they practice this she says uh she says uh Unlock the car, bitch. Yeah, that's what she said. So, yeah, she's like, unlock the door, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> she says, like we well, practiced, if, like we practiced. If you go out with your best friend enough, you usually only learn to hear their voice only. So I have been in the Yeah, everyone else before. is white noise. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, don't be mad at me. Yeah, she's so like, worried about it. Just like we practiced, go like this. Go how does like how that. does the practice go for that? By the way, what is this training <laughs> seminar? I like to yeah. unlock a door. Yes. I like. The, hey, before we go out, go ahead and lie in the back of the car. Let's see if you can do this. <laughs> Whatever you hear me say, open, unlock the door, bitch. That's when you. That's when you do it. <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, something else too. When Nora's in with their friends in the the van, um, because she she's getting that bra and stuff, and they're like. Because it's um, Dev talking to her, and Dev's like, um, you know, Nick's gonna—he's a lot of work, but he's worth the underwire, which I thought was a clever. That is, that's play a on one. words. Yeah. For sure. Um, cool. So, anything else to add about that before they drive apart? Um, in this, uh, they had to jump the Yugo, so more, more showing that the Yugo is not the best car. But that's yeah. that's all I got for that. And the the beefy guy carries Caroline back to the van. He's just like, oh. <laughs> yeah. and then he her head. He bangs, <laughs> bangs yeah. her head on the van door. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. That's but uh, yeah, so um, gets Caroline in the van. They head off to drive Caroline home, and then Nick and Nora decide to drive off to, off to try Fluffy. to find Fluffy. Which nostalgia alert, he uh, she throws a CD into the CD adapter for his car. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yeah, he has the the Walkman CD, Walkman. It's like Velcro (laughs) to his dashboard. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, she puts a a mix in. I used to use the the little um, adapter with the cassette tape to listen to the iPod. Yeah, uh, I had... I had many, I many think of those. We adults. all did that. Well, <laughs> everybody of our age. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my nineteen ninety seven Chevy Lumina had a a great tape deck in there for my adapter. <laughs> yeah. Um 
cool. Then they, I noticed um, at one point they drive past um, Katz's Katz Deli, which I know is a really famous deli in New York. So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, and then they're talking uh, about just about each other and stuff. And um, Nick's like, "Hey, you want to go get a drink?" And Nora's like, "I don't drink." And you know, he's like, "Me neither." And she's like, "Oh, are you straight edge like me?" And he's like, "Oh, I don't subscribe to any label." <laughs> <laughs> so hipster, late two yeah. thousands hipster. Yeah, that was funny. Like, oh, I'm I'm above that. N- Nick is definitely the out hipster you guy because <laughs> that you see that later with the when they start comparing their web fluffy fandom because <laughs> when that happens he's all like uh you know i've i i first saw them before anybody knew them i got i got, the, like I I got the, a bootleg like copy of their first cd or whatever <laughs> yeah i was the first person to hear outside the band yeah <laughs> Oh, mean, meanwhile, Nora is who she is in the industry. Oh yeah, that's that's true. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So she's probably they're probably sending CDs to her dad, and she exactly. That's funny. Um, cool. Uh, so they're driving, and you know they're getting starting to argue a little bit too. I don't know if you guys have anything else to add before that, but then um, somebody jumps thinking that they're a taxi yeah um it gets them to stop and they just climb into the taxi without they, <laughs> care. And they shove they shove the they shove michael sarah all the way to the front well that's the second time that he's been confused as a cab because earlier um when they oh, were right. all trying to you know get um caroline into the van and stuff a guy walks up and like asks if he's on duty <laughs> Oh yeah, and, and then he's, he's like, like, "This is not I'm a not cab, a... my friend. I promise." You. <laughs> and he's like, "He's all like, well, oh, sorry, don't get mad." And then Nick, yeah. he's like, "I wasn't getting mad." He's like trying to explain it. <laughs> well, and Nick shows like very little emotion throughout the whole movie. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Um, but then so those well, person who was that? What you're gonna say? Yeah, I was gonna be like that person is someone we all know who he is. Yeah, he jumps into the back of their car thinking it's a taxi is. Mr. Seth Meyers. Whoa. Host of Late Night with Seth Meyers. And he jumps in with a woman. Do you know who that woman is? Can you tell? Whoa. whoa. She is the person who wrote the screenplay for the movie. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, she has a little cameo right there. So that's pretty neat. That is neat. I did not know that. Yeah, Lorene Scafaria. Um, she wrote a couple other screenplays that um, uh, are pretty well known. Seeking a Friend for the End of the World. Um, that's a movie I really enjoy. I've never seen that one. Steve Carell and Kira Knightley, I think. Yes, I have seen that one, actually. Never mind. That's a really good movie. And then Hustlers. She did that one that came out last year. That's supposed to be a good movie, too. Yeah. But it's funny, yeah, and they jump in thinking it's a, a van, and Nick tries to stop him, but <laughs> yeah, what did a I say, cab. a van? You said a van. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a he's not, he's not giving out candy. Nick doesn't want it to happen, but they're just, he's just like, they get in, <laughs> and he just goes with it. He's like, oh, well. <laughs> they just shove him up there, they're in there, and they are making out. Oh, yeah, definitely. Going crazy. It is a lot. Of activity in the backseat of the Yugo. 
at this point in my notes, um, I, I cut off a little section of my notebook and I just started writing bands who have songs played. <laughs> um, my my notes have ended, by the way. I got at this point in time, I was just watching the movie. You ran out I, of notes and I stopped taking notes. I forgot about it. Oh and I just was watching the movie. It's been so long since I've seen it. That's so good. That's funny. Um, but yeah, I, I wrote it. I'll just call out a few bands because I don't know when they play. And I don't if you guys want to share anything. But um, I had like Band of Horses. Um, they play a song, Our Swords, which I know is really good. Um, and then The National. And then also a Billy Joel song at one point. Um, and then We Are Scientists. They have a really good song that I like called After Hours. That's probably my favorite song on the soundtrack. Um, I, I wrote that down too. Yeah, After Hours. Um and then Vampire Weekend, their song already came on Ottoman. Right, which they wrote. Um, well, I don't know if they wrote it for the movie, but it was an exclusive song for the movie. Yeah, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so well, they get. During this cab ride, um, Nick and Nora are continuing to talk, trying to block out the people in the back. <laughs> and they start talking about where they're from. And they. End up saying the famous quote that I think a lot of us know is when Inglewood yeah, up to no, no good. Hoboken no joking, say what? Hoboken no joking, say what? I love that one. Yeah, they're both from uh, Jersey. It's pretty funny. I, I still say Hoboken no joking a lot. <laughs> I don't even uh, know how it gets into use of me <laughs> using it, but I'd say it. Funny, I do too, actually. It's strange. Then there's little, um, little bit of emotion between both of them. They're starting to actually like each other. And then a very, very horrible secondhand embarrassment thing happens. <laughs> At the end of the CD mix that they're listening to, they're just oh, right. talking was... to Tris because the CD was for Tris. It was a breakup mix. Yeah. And it... <laughs> For some reason, he has it in his car. <laughs> yeah, he, has, he hasn't sent it yet, I guess. I don't know. It was very cringy, though. I was like, oh, man. Like, this is it? My last He's song? Dead. Yeah, that was uh, embarrassing for sure. And he uh, he did not waste time getting it out of the CD player either. No. <laughs> oh, and, and that... I forgot to say that the place where they took those people to drop them off was actually the Bowery Ballroom. Oh, right. Yeah, and so they stopped there and... Um, Nora just uh, goes to the bathroom at that place, and that's when you see her cut the line, and you kind Nick kind of gets the idea that yeah, she's somebody. It. Yeah, and she's gonna she's... go to the restroom, and Nick is gonna spray Febreze in the back seat for cleanup. <laughs> yeah, he charges them too when they get out. Uh, they're like, "How much do we owe you?" He's <laughs> like, like uh, eight forty. Yeah, eight fifty. And he says, "I charge <laughs> a little extra for cleanup." Yeah. Um, and then Nora gets. You know, goes in there. She tries to call Caroline, who doesn't answer. And then when she's in there, she sees um, pi- pictures of question marks and bunnies on the urinal walls, which is to me, it's such a weird way to give a hint of where a band is going to be. But you, I mean, you find out it's not really fluffy, uh, so it makes a little more sense. But why would they think I mean, that? It's uh, I mean, any kind of clue, right? Yeah, I guess so. It's just so weird. I mean, somebody <laughs> took the time to make that. They obviously, like, it had to either be made by the band or by somebody who, like, was super into the into the uh, con. Right. 
which uh, we find out uh, earlier that uh, the first time that Nick saw uh, Where's Fluffy, it was a bait and switch for Where's Randy. So Yeah, are you Randy? Are you Randy? I'm sorry, I keep saying Where's Randy because Where's Fluffy? <laughs> <laughs> where's Randy? <laughs> where's Randy at? Are you Randy? Are you Fluffy? But yeah, they get uh, get back into the car and, you know, they start, that's when the out, out hipstering of Fluffy starts happening. Yep. And one of my favorite lines happens where Nora, I can't remember what they're talking about, Nora starts getting loud and he's like, you don't have to yell. This isn't a train station, we're in a <laughs> tiny car. Yeah. And then the, the, their little interaction, their argument gets a little, uh, a little heated and uh, she asks him to pull over. Are and and they do, right? Yeah, and I have yes, hit written do. here. I don't know if it was him yelling at her or her yelling at him, but that one of them calls each other a Jap, but not obviously not like a race racist thing to do with the Japanese. But I don't know what it stands for. <laughs> I should have looked it up, but I wrote Jap question. <laughs> it's interesting. I missed that one. Well, I can look it up. Hold on. If you find it, let us know. If they, uh, Kristen, um, but they start arguing and um, get, you know, they come to a complete stop, get out of the car, and she like throat punches. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, I can't remember what it, something uh is said uh when she does it, and then somebody on a bike rides by and repeats it back to him. Do you remember what they say? Oh, he's like, because he, he called her jealous, and then she's like, I'm not jealous, and then she punches him. And then yeah, the and the guy's like, that's writing by is like, oh man, she's not jealous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good stuff. Um, and then they find out, uh, you go, goes back to Caroline at this point, who. And she's in the van. Yeah, kind of coming to in the van a little bit. And, and they got heavy metal music playing. Yeah, and the song is. Uh, about something like going balls deep is the song which makes her freak out and that's when they start arguing about their band name again they want to change it from the jerk offs to a fistful of assholes well that comes later um with nora oh yeah but when they're arguing they're like i I don't want to be shit sandwich yeah shit sandwich that's what it was yeah i want to he's like i want to have a name that my stepfather could come and see which i was like that's an interesting throwaway line to give him some backstory of yeah. having a stepfather <laughs> <laughs> it was interesting uh and, uh, and apparently it, shit sandwich is worse than jerk off yeah then they also mentioned the going balls deep because they're listening to the song they're like uh what about the tight ends yeah There's another one they throw out there but they stop to get some food and uh just leave caroline in the van and she freaks out and uh, runs out of the van and just runs away. <laughs> yeah, she, she, she's just yelling. <laughs> she's out of there, though. Yeah. Um, and so that's when, you know, Nora's about to, she calls somebody on her phone, um, you know, and, and you hear her talk to them. And she's like, hey, tall. And you kind of hear him over the phone. So this you can tell this tall guy is somebody who's going to come into play. Yeah, and uh, uh, Nick is finding out that they lost Caroline, and uh, so he walks up to Nora and tells her, and she hangs up on Tall, and then uh, they go meet up with the the band in the van. Yeah, yeah. So they get back. Uh, no, they don't get back in the car, do they? Because um, 
They wait yeah, for they, the van no, to come pick them no, up. No, they go. They go to the van because the they van, drive to they, the van. Oh, okay. Yeah, because they open it up and they have flashlights right. and they're saying, well, "Search party." Yeah. Okay, I have information. <laughs> she is back. <laughs> so going back to when Nick and Nora are fighting, and he calls her a jealous Jap. Jap is um, um, an acronym, J A P, for Jewish American princess. Oh, that's so interesting. At this point, it kind of is pointing out that Nora is Jewish. He oh. thinks she's privileged. You can exactly. kind of tell. Yeah. 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 So that's what it means. I feel like they could have done a better job <laughs> explaining that because otherwise. Yeah, that's a very you know, throwaway line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that whole interaction between them is very intense and they have very good lines that are very quickly said on both parts. So I do like um Yeah, once they get into the van then after the search party thing, that's when Nora is yelling at them and says, How do you lose a person you No, no, she's yelling about the drum. Like, why do you have a drum set if you don't have a drummer, you fistful of assholes? Yeah, because it falls down on her as they're driving. Yeah. And that's when they're like, Fistful Assholes, that's the yeah. band name. <laughs> Which still I think is worse than much worse sandwich. sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. But apparently um, the stepdad's uh, seeing the band doesn't matter anymore. And then uh, it goes back to Caroline, and she's at um, the, bus the, bus, the bus depot. Port Authority. Port Authority, yeah. yeah um, see if she can catch a bus back to Inglewood. But uh, she doesn't have enough money. Yeah, she has a dollar. Change, yeah. <laughs> and she, and, she, and you, you can go ahead. I was gonna say she's trying to like um, charm her way with that yeah. guy, the and then she sneezes like, her gum out. I know. <laughs> yeah, that same gum, that same, same gum. gum. Yeah. And then she picks it up off of the wall, the glass. Yep. Yeah, off the glass. Uh, and then dude just shuts his shade. Like I, I got, I, I don't. Yeah, he's like, I'm done this. with this drunk white. <laughs> I don't need this drunk white woman. <laughs> um, and then she sees a guy uh, sitting down to eat her sandwich, eat his eat sandwich a, on a, his eat lunch a turkey break. sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. And she goes over to him and starts like say, talking about Nora and stuff. And yeah, there's like some stories. Makes Nora always makes me a turkey sandwich. <laughs> I feel way better. Is that is that a turkey sandwich? And he just nods his head. Yeah, he never says a word. That guy. Yeah, he's slightly he slightly opened his. To go box and what do you know? It's a turkey sandwich. And and then she hands him his gu- her gub. Yeah. <laughs> and she's gonna start eating the turkey. But then she starts to get sick before she can take a bite. But before she starts to run off to the toilet, and then she comes back and grabs her gum again. She needs. The, she's. <laughs> I need my gum. Um. Just, yeah. And she she goes to the bathroom. And and then at that point you see Nora and everybody show up um, at Port Authority too, looking for her, thinking. That she's trying to catch a bus back home too. Yeah, they're so close, and they see that the last bus for Inglewood had just left, and so they decide to call um, Caroline, and it shows the phone ringing with Caroline, and she she yells out, "I'll get it," which I feel like <laughs> nobody would know what that means anymore because nobody thinks of a phone as something everybody could answer. Yeah, that, that you know, line made me laugh every, really hard. Everybody would only have their phone, so they wouldn't yell out, I'll get it. 
That's like make, all it lingo makes me now. want to do that. It makes me want to say that every time my phone rings. I'll get it. <laughs> cool. And, then, and she, then she tries to answer her phone and then uh, immediately drops it into the toilet, which she has just puked. And lost her gum in the toilet. Her gum also yeah. falls. But <laughs> she she pulls the phone out and it still works amazingly. Uh, and at that same point in time, the janitor with their music, uh, with their boombox comes in. So they all think that maybe she's at a place somewhere looking for Fluffy. And yeah, and at this point in time, she revealed that her clue, that she found a clue to Fluffy to the rest of the band. And they're like, we have to go there, we have to go there. And so they, they that's where they head. But uh, Caroline, too, with the toilet, she uh, she makes sure to retrieve that gum that she yeah. threw up in the toilet and yeah, she has puts to it back gum. in her mouth and it's so gross. It's super disgusting. She knew she shouldn't have done it either. <laughs> you see her contemplating it. Yeah. Yeah, she thinks about it for a minute, but then she grabs it and she throws it right back in her mouth, stumbles out of the bath out of the bathroom and carries on her way. Right after Nick and Nora and the band leave the train station. Yeah, yeah, you see them walk. She starts to stumble out of the bathroom right when they walk by. Yep. And just miss each other. Um, so they go ahead and head to that that bar where they saw the clue in the, the urinal. And the guys, the band, always they head straight to the back of the line and Nora just keeps walking to the front and uh they let all like six six people in and people in the line are like, We've been waiting an hour. And then at that point that's when Nick asked her like if she's if she was popular on YouTube. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> popular on YouTube <laughs> and then she's like no I'm just a daughter of someone and he's like a daughter of who and he's like my dad my dad <laughs> yeah that's a great line too this is such a well written movie yeah um, and once they get in there the they song starts playing it's um, Kennedy by Ratatat yeah and he's like oh this they both say that this is their song and they start yeah, dancing like and you kind of you're really starting to see the more of their chemistry. Um, and they're so both, they, kind they of, have some... both kind of unique and awkward and mm-hmm. very much themselves. And then Nick exhibits his uh, hipsterish, I know everything, and starts telling her that the band wanted people to dance the way they were dancing. Oh, and the way right. they were dancing was they like, were slapping there, like... their hands but not touching hands. Yeah. And at first, like putting their hands, like shaking their hands down, like by their pants. <laughs> <laughs> Which is cracks me up. And then he and does the blow dryer to yeah. her hair. He messes her hair, makes it up really, it, which would make me mad if I was a girl. She tries to do it to him, him, and he's like, "Oh, it doesn't work." And, he, and then he's like, "I asked for the uh, the Ellen DeGeneres haircut." <laughs> <laughs> and then at this so point, he even uh, makes fun of his own haircut. Yeah, he knows he knows it's not the greatest. Um, and then. Uh, at this place, we are all we are also introduced to Tall, who's there, um, played by the the very handsome Jay Baruchel. Alex, uh, for the listener, looks exactly like Jay Bar- Jay yeah, Baruchel. Twin. <laughs> Jay Baruchel. 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 It's Baruchel. Is it? Yeah, it is. Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he's the. He's playing the um, very Jewish uh, douche, <laughs> um, but he's still really dorky. He has that snort laugh that he keeps doing. 
And I can't tell if he's, like, kind of drunk the whole time. Yeah. Like, he's like, yeah. <laughs> Come here. <laughs> and he has the ver- that very skinny tie, which is also super 2000s. <laughs> yeah. And he's just, like, hold- holding Nora all over. He's like, you're so beautiful. You're beautiful. Oh, man. He's, he's funny. Yeah, it cracks me up. Um, and then the guy comes out to introduce the band. And a little cameo appearance from John Cho. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, he's good. Harold and Kumar. Um, he's played, uh, you know, Sulu in the Star Trek movies. Um, he might have been in Disturbia. I can't remember. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, he... He introduces the band, and he's like, Are you ready? And I love that everybody groans, and then this one guy gets pumped. (laughs) Yeah, he's so excited. He rips his shirt off. That guy is a diehard fan. And it's the Are You Randy guy. That's when you realize that that's who Caroline was making out with. Yeah, which is great. And Uh, stole his gum. Yep. And then everybody, everybody leaves. Yeah, the whole place clears out except for the really excited Are You Randy? Fan. It was about to break dance, I'm pretty sure. And as they leave, the whole line is like, it's Fluffy in there? Yeah, we're all leaving because Fluffy's in there. Come I know, on. they're not all disbanding. And not only that, but the bouncer still isn't letting them in. <laughs> yeah, they still can't go in. Tall takes off Nora's sweater when they were all hanging out in there. And I thought that was super weird for him to do. Yeah, and I was strange. like him saying, Why would he "Hey, take don't." Her off? <laughs> I, I think he's trying to say, "Hey, don't leave. You're gonna stay here with me." Like kind of manipulating yeah, her. Yeah, away. it's really weird. It's just like, what? Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes sense in a manipulated kind of way. Yeah, he's definitely a manipulator. Manipulator. You can tell up to this this point, it's worked for him. Yeah. Um, with Nora, at least you know to the point he wants it to. And he's obviously older than she is, as she's still in high school. Which begs the question about that whole thing, but I'm not sure if we want to bring that up. Um, but that opens it up, opens it up to where uh, Nick gives his jacket to Nora. Salvatore. And that was really sweet. Yeah, the worker jacket that says Salvatore on it. Yep. Not to mention so, it had his cell phone in it. Oh, that's true, yeah. Uh, yeah I, I, didn't, about that. I, I knew he she ended up with his phone, but I didn't really re- remember when. So that it makes sense. Um. I do wonder where he got this jacket from. Are you going to buy it, Alex? Well, he got it. He, I'm sure he got it from... Did he know somebody named Salvatore? Oh, a thrift store. That makes more sense. Yes, it does. Are you going to go to the thrift store, Alex? <laughs> sure. Yeah, I'll go. All right. We'll, we'll pause and you come back and let me know when you have to come back. <laughs> well, uh, for the uh, listeners, I shouldn't say fans. <laughs> but for the we, we have so many it fans. Is 11 o'clock at night here. so um, It is 12.22 here. So. I'm an hour um, but anyway, Nora doesn't stay with Tall. She leaves to you know, stay with them. And then Tall's like, gay band. The gay band or something. <laughs> like, she's going to go with the gay band. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that they. That's like a really douchey thing too. He's like, you're just gonna call me in 15 minutes, anyways. In an hour, right? Or 45 yeah. minutes. He says, yeah. Yeah, it's like, what the heck? Yeah, you can tell he knows. This is this is a routine for them. Um, Which is so strange, yeah, they. 
I feel like this is the first time Nora's done this. I know. But, you know, they they decide to go look for Caroline somewhere else, and uh, Nora lets them know that Caroline likes to barf in the same places. So they go to that uh, bodega. Um, she is thrown up in the ice cream. Right. What was it called, Kristen? Modern Gourmet. And uh, that's when you realize um, some, uh, or not realize, because uh, Tris had been in the line to get into that place. And she sees that they're still t- together, Nick and Nora. So she and pulls so Gary. They decide to, she wants to follow them because she's getting very jealous. She's going um, to sabotage. So Nora, the, the rest of the guys just go get a hot dog while Nora goes into the um, bodega place to um, look for Caroline and Tris follows her in there. And that's when you find out um, Tris and Nora talking that Tris and Nick had only dated for six months. um, And she cheated on him for six months. (laughs) Yeah. Not a good person. Nope. And then um, Tris talks about the word on the street is Nora can't have an orgasm, yeah, cause which she's, she's worried is going to hurt Nick in some way. Yeah, she's worried that it's going to hurt Nick's self-esteem because he couldn't get her to that point. And yeah. she's trying to manipulate her. Like, you don't want to hurt Nick. So therefore, it's not even just that. Girls do that to each other to make each other feel bad. Yeah. Just, but yeah, the the word on the street, like she and then Nora thinks it's Caroline. But it's just so weird. How, how, who else would have known? And gotten yeah. this rumor out there. So that kind of sucks. If that really was Caroline. Also before they had this conversation. The bodega owner did confirm that Caroline had been there. Yes. Because yeah, she, she puked in up the in ice the... cream again. <laughs> <laughs> and it um, took him one hour to pick it out last time. <laughs> yeah to chip it out. And he's not wearing any kind of gloves. Out, yeah. <laughs> he's, going, he's going in with a screwdriver. <laughs> and he is getting out that puke. <laughs> Um, and then that's where that um, one band member shows up. You mentioned Kristen. Mm-hmm. This year. Because I can't remember um, who it was. Nora was like, Nora was like, how would I even know? Like if she would have a, if she had an orgasm. Oh yeah. That, and he's like, oh, you would know. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Caroline calls Tris. Right. Because she can't get a hold of Nora, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess. And then. Um, uh, and then Nora, Nora gets the phone and uh, she's like, where are you? And she's like, I see, I'm talking to Jesus, or I see Jesus. Do you know who plays Jesus? Negative. It is somebody um, who had a, a little bit of more of an extended scene, but it got deleted. Um, it's Eddie K. Thomas from the American Pie films. He plays Finch. Finch. Yeah, that's oh, right. Oh, nice. Okay. Wow, I did not have any clue in yeah, the world. You, you can kind of tell it's him, but he doesn't do anything. But in the um, um, on the DVD I had uh, that he had a um, deleted scene where he has he actually talks to Caroline and stuff. And then uh, so check out the, check out that deleted scene, you fans. Um, and then uh, and then and then she says. What else do you see? And she says, Oh, the boy, why do you have no pants on? Because uh, Jesus opens the door. She's like, I gotta go. <laughs> and then she's like, I she's, have to follow Jesus now. <laughs> yeah. And then she just hangs, hangs up. And she's like, Caroline. 
Yeah, so well, they go during that time while the um, Nora was in Modern Gourmet. Um, Nick is in the van talking with Tom, and Tom was like trying to tell him that like nobody wants you to just ma- like wants you to marry them or be with them forever. They just want to hold your hand, and he references oh, right. the Beatles. And then they're holding hands, and he gets a little uncomfortable when uh, uh, a couple of uh, lesbians wave their hands, like, yeah, unity type thing. He's like, let's stop holding hands now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's a little bit of um, still that kind of comfortable with the anti-gayness as as a joke, which I don't think they would put in a movie now. True. So um, they are headed to the church. Yeah, they they don't. Um, or well, they I say Nora a... doesn't. Yeah, Nora doesn't tell them that it, uh, Caroline's on altar with no pants. <laughs> she just tells them that she thinks she's at a church. So they go to a church, and Nick decides to go look for her, and he stumbles across some homeless guys. I love. This is my second favorite scene in the whole movie. <laughs> and this one homeless guy gets really angry. And, Which one? Yeah, so this other guy, the other homeless guy is like, hey, it's cool, Switzerland. And the, and and the, the other guy is uh, the one who played says it's by... Cool Switzerland is played by... I was going to say, the one who says it, it's cool, Switzerland. Yeah, is played by uh, Andy uh, Andy Samberg. Yeah, and he uh, he keeps referring to Nick as a little bird, a little canary. <laughs> a little canary, a canary <laughs> in skinny I jeans. I like you so much. <laughs> He's like... Um, have you ever had sex with a dog or something? He's like, yeah, it's not it, worth it. He said, don't do it. <laughs> and he just runs. He said, fly, yeah, little canary, fly. Um, and then that's when Nora lets it, uh, lets the word out that Caroline said something about a altar boy with no pants. And the, um, the two band members uh, who are gay know about this um, year-round Christmas uh, Drag review. Show. Yeah. yeah. Where they and he says, uh, uh, this time of year, and he said, uh, it doesn't take, it doesn't take much yeah, to get a queen to sing. Yeah, queen doesn't need a excuse to sing or something like that. Since, yeah, he says, since when does a queen need an excuse to sing? Yeah. yeah. So we all said about the same thing. Great job. Guys. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Go us. <laughs> there was a little more clarity each time on the. <laughs> I was right. I'm right. I'm right. hundred percent right. <laughs> Um, so they head so off they there. Get, they get there, yeah. But something we missed too is when Tris um, is left at the bodega, she um, tells the cab driver to t- to she's like go f- go look for a Yugo, and she's still with Gary at yeah. this point. <laughs> and, and they're just gonna th- drive around the whole city looking for a Yugo. Right, I know. And, and then once like, they get to the Yugo, I think we might skip a little bit, but. Um, she just leaves Gary in the cab. She's like, I'm yeah, leaving. She's, yeah, she just leaves him. She's like, I'll text you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so but they, they get, get to the, the 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 review show, the holiday review show, and they walk in and they're uh, kind of making eyes with everybody and giving some smiles, and they're like getting checked out uh, by everybody, which I thought was kind of funny. Uh, totally. Um, and then the, um people putting on the show or singing a song um Which the 12... they did awesome by the way <laughs> yeah it was really cool yeah they're I doing the 12 amazing. 12 gays of christmas and they're talking about different <laughs> types of gay people yeah and uh, then, uh 
And then they, they, they haven't spotted Caroline yet, but as the song ends, she is she in the, the Christmas tree. <laughs> on stage, yep. And she's like, she is Nora! on the stage. She's like, Happy Hanukkah, Nora. <laughs> I made <laughs> it to Broadway. <laughs> yeah, she said I made it to Broadway. <laughs> so they finally got Caroline. Um, and they load into the van. Um, and Caroline, they're going to finally go drop Caroline off, and Nick and Nora are going to keep looking for Fluffy. Um, but once they get to the Yugo, uh, they see Triss sitting on the Yugo. Um, and Nick's like, I need to go take care of this. And yeah, but I've uh, Nora's, Nora's very bummed, and the friends are upset about it, obviously. Yeah, everybody is not happy with Nick, and she says, uh, it was nice meeting you, Nick. And then you know, before they get to the Yugo, when they're driving around, they're listening to their own song, which I found really weird. Like, because throughout the night, they've been listening. Because he, yeah. he gives Nora a handy wipe because he carries them around with him. Oh, yeah, right. he's like, I had his pants. Yeah, he also says he doesn't wash his pants. Yeah, that, I was like, that's gross. He says it for three weeks. Gross. And it's really weird that he carries handy wipes around. No, it was in his it was in his pants because they had Chinese three weeks ago, and he hasn't washed oh, his that, pants. That explains it. Three weeks without washing your pants. I've, I've heard um, some people don't wash their denim very often. I don't know why. Yeah, I'm Maybe not sure. I wash mine. <laughs> Weird. Uh, one thing that I don't think we've mentioned that I think we missed to mention was while Nick and Nora were getting to know each other, they talked about uh, what they were going to do after high school, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Nick is going to go to the Berkeley School of Music, and Nora has a. Uh, uh, she has been accepted to Brown, which is only an hour away from Berkeley, and they kind of, they kind of allude to it would be nice to to ha- know somebody an hour away. Mm-hmm. Which, but uh, she also has a job that she could take. Yeah. Um, which you don't really know much about yet. Yeah. But uh, that's kind of popped in my head. Like, that's uh, kind of a, a part of it we've got to mention. So that I throw it in there then. So when Nick um, gets out of the van, he goes to walk towards the Yugo. Um, the way that they filmed that shot, where you see Triss's legs, is just like the graduate when it's the "Are you trying to seduce me?" Um, scene. It's that same style of shot right there. I thought that was interesting. Um. But I realized, too, at this moment, Tris, she's just way too freaking skinny. <laughs> she is super skinny. I thought about that uh, around this part as well. Um, yeah, and so she they... Says, she says, aren't you going to open my door for me, Nikki? And he has no idea what's happening. She doesn't explain anything. Yeah, she's just trying to, obviously, rope him back in, but you can tell he's not into it, and she changes tactic and says, oh, well, can't you just drive me home? It's getting late and stuff. And him so being the nice guy, of course, agrees mm-hmm. to drive her home. And then it, it shows Nora and Caroline again, and um, Caroline makes Nora take the gum. <laughs> yeah, she's holding it in her hand. Oh, that gum. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and Nora decides to start chewing the gum. Oh gosh. <laughs> which which begs the question: This isn't the first time this has happened, right? Oh man, probably, probably not. Probably not. Yeah. Man. And then during that ride, Nora ends up calling the reliable Tall. Once again. Because she needs company. 
And so um, instead of going home with Caroline, she gets dropped off to meet up with Tall. Um, and she starts talking to the, the friends. And um, well, Dev, I think, calls her my hetero heroine. Yeah. Which I think is funny. And then she asks, um, you know, she's saying, like, bye, Dev. Bye, Tom. She's like, and I don't think I know your name to the beefy guy. And he finally reveals it's Lothario. Lothario. What a name. <laughs> um, and they make a reference uh, to taking Caroline home. And I can't remember who does it, but one of them calls her Winehouse. Or it yeah. might have been Triss. I can't re- Somebody calls her Winehouse. No, Tall calls her Winehouse. Yeah, Tall calls her Winehouse later. Which is a interesting reference i agree um and so nick is driving tris and this whole scene just i'm just like this is the craziest thing ever because tris is apparently lying in the back seat while nick is driving and she's like got her shoes off at this point and she's like putting her foot like in his ear like on his face while he's driving and describing driving like driving home with her parents how it just felt safe yeah <laughs> With all that, I had to call out that she's putting her feet on his face while she was walking around New York City in high heels. Yeah. Like, it's, those are no, not going to be all gross. They are going to be very stinky and sweaty, and that's just gross. Yeah, and he's just, like, trying to drive. <laughs> and I noticed her her ring toe finger, you know, the one next to the pinky, is, like, l- way longer than the rest of her toes, which I thought was really weird. <laughs> I did not notice that. Oh, goodness. Um, and so she wants him to stop and tells tells him to pull off by the river um, and tries to start kissing on him and he's not into it. And then on the the radio or the mix or whatever's playing, um, sexy, sexy thing, thing. Yeah, starts playing and, she, and she, so she hops out to start dancing in front of his headlights. Yeah, which is yeah. funny. And, and she, she, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> she uh so she starts uh doing a dance and she throws her purse and stuff down and uh she's just trying to do the sexy dance and she climbs on the climbs on the hood of the car and plants a kiss right on the windshield there yeah and, uh, that's so gross it's super gross lots of lots of hygiene issues in this film <laughs> and it just, um, it's very sad to be seeing that like tris is really being pathetic trying to get nick back because she cheated on him all that time, so obviously she didn't care about him. But the fact that she saw that him and Nora had some chemistry, that she wanted to ruin that. Yeah. And that's probably all based because of her hatred for Nora. And at one point she And says, I think she just likes Nick being hung up on her. Yeah. It makes her feel something. Uh, at one point she says, um, Nick, are you even over me? Are you, are you really over me? You wouldn't have to be if you were under me, is what she says. And she starts mm-hmm. kissing him and stuff. But uh, once he sees that um, lipstick on the windshield, that kind of sets him off, and he just leaves her there, drives off. Yeah, he drives off, which cracked me up. And she immediately goes for herself and calls Gary. Yeah, she's like, Gary! Yeah. <laughs> for, like, when she's still 10 feet away from her purse and stuff. Yeah. She's just cracked me up. up. Um, meanwhile, Tall is with uh, Nora. They're sitting down at, in... And some kind of lounge type environment. Yeah, and um, Nora or Tal's all asking about the Salvatore jacket and stuff. Yeah, he's he's obviously very jealous. Um, and he he like I got a gift for you, 
and hands her his and his friends um, CD. Their, um, band. their band called Azrael. So very Jewish. <laughs> very Jewish. And it's got um, fire and then the, the Star of David and them just standing in front. And it's very like, yeah, like you made this in. Total like, DIY, yeah. Yeah. Not not very silent. And he's like, you're going to throw it to your dad, right? You like it? You like it? You think your dad will like it? And, and then. She, and Nora kind of sets off like, okay. And then, oh no, I'm sorry. Uh, and then uh, the waitress comes up and gives them a bill. And Tal is like, you're charging us? You're charging us? I, I like, he's like, what? Uh, no. <laughs> he's all like, this isn't right. <laughs> he's like, you know, fix this for me, right? To, to, Nora. to Nora, yeah. And Nora is like, of course, yeah. And she she's, takes it over to the waitress. at this point, annoyed. And uh, not to pay it, she tells the waitress, oh, I think you left off a zero here on the bill. And then and she that's leaves. Perfect. That's perfect way to get rid of him. <laughs> yeah, it's great. And she leaves and um, decides to just go chow down by herself, kind of cap off the night for herself. She well, you're calling that out too. She goes to Veselka, and that's a restaurant. It used to be a 24 hour restaurant in New York City's East Village. I looked it up and was looking at their menu. That place sounds amazing, and I've always wanted to go eat there. Because everything she's eating and drinking in that scene, I'm just like, all oh, of that looks just delicious. <laughs> and she's, yeah, they bring her another plate and she's like, yeah, just keep it coming. <laughs> she says, here's your uh, meat platter. Yeah, assorted meat platter. Assorted meat platter. <laughs> just keep it coming. <laughs> so no one um, is hungry. And that's when the Nick cell phone starts ringing, which she has. And it's Nick calling from a Yes, yeah, which is another a payphone. Uh, what is that? <laughs> it's a song by Maroon Five. Don't you know anything? <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Um, and he wants to apologize and um convinces her to meet back up with him. Um, so he drives to that restaurant. Yep, they um meet back together and kind of let those things that was, you know, the tall interest they kind of took care of in their minds. Um, and they kind of start to talk through those relationships a bit, break those walls down. Um, and and they get, yeah, they get pretty deep in in these talks as they uh, change to various scenes. Yeah, they. It seems weird. They start talking about tall. At one point, they're walking down the street, and then it seems like the next part of that same conversation, they're sitting back in the restaurant again. Yeah, it's kind of strange. Uh, yeah, it's not very good um, editing right there. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so they're uh, walking and talking about that, and Nora's, uh says, hey, do you want to go somewhere? Um, and she has somewhere in mind, and she's like, oh, I'll drive. And So she drives his, his, his uh, manual, his manual Yugo, yeah, and she's like, are you impressed at how great I'm driving? And she is grinding those gears. Oh man, it's, and she's uh, trying to operate his iPod at the same time. She's driving, and then she's talking shit about the gear. And then yeah, he's like, um, "Why don't I take this iPod?" And she's like, "What? You don't think I can handle?" It? And he's like, no, "I just need to distract myself from <laughs> the way you're destroying my car." <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Nora makes a very solid joke at that point, by the way, when she's talking about the cure. 
Like, mm. why do they call themselves the cure? What are they the curing? They should be called, they should the, be cause. called the cause. <laughs> yeah, that's a good joke. Um, and then she parks terribly. Oh, she parks yeah. very terribly. <laughs> she runs she... into a fire hydrant. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Nick's. So they they go inside. Um, because they are the, where they need to be, and they start talking. He's like, "I'll just get it towed and stuff. I'll fix it." Get, you know, this that's just the way things go. It my car breaks down, I fix it up. And uh, Nora's like, "Oh, kind of like me and Caroline." And I think it's kind of interesting how you the you go and Caroline are kind of their their yeah, thing that, to that take care of. I never thought about that. Um, but where um have they ended up? They're at the Electric Lady Studios, founded by Jimi Hendrix. And it is owned by Nora's dad. Ira Soberberg. We have found out who she is the daughter of and what her job... The job um, she has lined up. If she wants it, is to work at Electric Lady Studios. Um, And they start talking about her dad, and um, Nick's like, what is he, some former hippie, current yuppie, selling the stuff to the masses or something and she's like yes <laughs> can i use that in my graduation speech yeah. <laughs> um and start talking about the mixes right she, she admits that she knew that nick liked uh where's fluffy before she asked him about it and um yeah she's like i have seven i have seven of them <laughs> <laughs> and he asked um, her what her favorite song is yeah, and he, she's like, I don't have a favorite song, but my favorite um, verse is, uh, gosh, I sh- don't have it written down or pulled up anywhere. But it's something that Nick wrote himself. And he talks about how he didn't really write that about Triss. It's not about her. It's it's just something that he, he wrote, um, you know, and it, she is able to kind of tell that apart from everything with Triss. Yeah, the so the quote is, um, or the verse rather, is um, the way you're moving in your sleep, the way you look before you leap, the strange illusions that you keep, you don't know that I'm noticing. And then uh, she asks if he wants to lay it down. Well, before that, before we jump into that, she talks about it reminds her of this um, part of Judaism that's called Tikkun Alam. And it talks about how um, it says um, that's a Jewish concept defined by acts of kindness performed to perfect or repair the world. And she talks, like, kind of tells about how it's like we're supposed to find the pieces and put them back together. Yeah. And then he's like, well, what if we're the pieces? Like, what if we don't find the pieces? What if we're the pieces? Yeah. And so at this point, he's already sitting in the studio about to record. And she says, I'm coming in. Yeah. And, uh, that's when they kind of take things to the next level. Very awkwardly. Yeah. Um, they end up That's on, how it like, usually goes, though, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. It just seemed but like nobody he, wanted to make the move. It was Nick kind of does, a, though. He um, kind of lifts her chin up yeah. with his hand. And I think it, it was just because he had the guitar. So he was like... <laughs> yeah. Good. Um, but yeah, they make the, there's a couch um, in the recording studio part uh, where they are at. And they kind of make their way over there. Um, and it's uh, everything that's happening on the couch is 
Um, being recorded. <laughs> being recorded, or at least it's yeah, uh, it's going through the audio, <laughs> which is kind of funny. Um, <laughs> and it's Nick is just um, you know taking care of Nora at this point. Is he giving? Is he giving her the old finger blasters? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, he's he's yes, um, yes. just using his <laughs> his hands, <laughs> which are very cold, by the way. And you get the impression that she is having an orgasm, based on the audio meters, which were referenced earlier. If you uh, take a look at our recording app, uh, you will see this reference take place right before I said finger blasting. <laughs> <laughs> um. And then, yeah, it's kind of, it's showing the, and then it, it, the camera comes back to Nick and Nora, and Nick has somehow ended up with the gum. Yeah, because they were making Rocks. out. <laughs> yeah, and he, he, like, looks at it, and then he just puts he it back just and puts keeps it back. chewing it. Yeah. And then, uh, at this point in time, Nora receives a phone call. Oh, or does we Nick receive a phone call? what they were talking about, or what Caroline and his friends are talking about in the van as they were on their way to the Oh, camp. yeah, you're right. Because the radio is on. Oh, yeah, they get the, um, there's a clue about where Fluffy is. And the clue is 5, 68, 121. And the members of the band are trying to do math, and they're like, you take the 5 from the 68, and they're like, no, no, that's not it. And then the Caroline, who is drunk in the back, is saying, you idiots. Why are you guys so dumb? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, it's an address. <laughs> and then she uses Fifth Fifth Avenue, uh, 68th Street, uh, New York, New York, 1000, or 1001. They're just about to hit the, um, the turnpike to head towards Jersey. Um, and so they pull a very dangerous driving maneuver to crazy and they don't slow down at all yeah to head back into the city um yeah and so no, that's when Nora gets the phone call and finds out that they know where Fluffy's gonna be and so they leave Electric Lady Studios um and, and they running in slow motion yeah they they can't drive the Yugo anymore because it has a little busted up since Nora crashed it <laughs> And yeah, um, they get to where Caroline and uh, you know the band members are. They find them and hug them and whatnot, and then all of a sudden, uh, both basically antagonists, Tall and Tris, both show up at the same time. And, and Tris front, is and back with Gary. Yeah, back <laughs> with Gary. She completely forgets him too when she's like, "I had to walk back to tent by myself," and Gary's like, "You weren't really by yourself." She's like, "Shut up, Gary." <laughs> Poor Gary. <laughs> Gary is so useless in this movie. That's the kind of guys it seems like Tris likes is the ones she can just step all over and just boss around. And th- that's even kind of like back when uh, Nick is reminiscing after he bought a lingerie or whatever. She's like, "Who do you belong to? Who do you belong to?" Yeah, so that's kind of her thing. Um. Yeah. So, the, the, they kind of get pulled apart by Triss and Tall. Tall pulls Nora toward you know. Um. But then Nick, uh, you know, starts arguing with Tall, and um, th- that's when 
Lothario, the beefy guy, uh, gets involved and he headbutts tall. He, he says, that's it. And he just headbutts him and starts crying. <laughs> I thought that was very refreshing because a lot of stuff in movies where you see people head head back someone like that, they're just kind of like, okay, after it. Yeah. Like, yeah. That would really hurt. If you did that yeah, I someone. agree. Um, and at one point, Nick, uh, he has the gum, but it, he gets hit out of his mouth or something, and it he hits, spits it out. He spits it out. Okay. Yeah. And it hits. Are you Randy in the back of the head? And <laughs> so Rand, Rand, the gum comes full circle and ends up back with Are you Randy? Does it, are, are you Randy put it back in his mouth? I don't, I don't think, think it does. shows. Yeah. Oh. But he like he really sells it. He's like, oh, <laughs> it's yeah. just gum. But he acts like he's been shot or something. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the band's about to come on, and uh, Nick and Nora they don't need, well, they don't need to see the band. They just want to be together. Um, and they leave. Um, I also like when they're walking away. It kind of goes slow motion, and they're getting close to each other because they're walking through the crowd, and that's that scene. From the poster, the cover yeah. of the movie. Yeah, super, super great uh, framework on the camera there. They look, yeah. uh, they look really nice. It's a great, great shot. Um, and then Caroline, you know, when she, when, when she had ended back with Nora, got came back. She's like, I'm never drinking again. And uh, when they start to walk away, and the band comes on, um, Caroline has a red solo <laughs> cup and a drink. <laughs> That's hilarious. And she's wooing that the band is coming on. That's funny. Uh, and that's uh and then they, when they um you know they're leaving they're heading to get on the um the train at um Penn Station um and you know Nora's like um aren't you sad we're we, we're going to miss it or something and uh he's like no this is it and you know they start that kissing was very <laughs> and it kind of wraps oh things up gosh. yeah that was uh that was really really nice and they have that end of movie title card again. The Nick and Norton playlist comes back up. And then it heads into the credits. And uh, Vampire Weekend's Ottoman is the closing credit song. The end. Of the podcast. Ta-da. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so overall, I thought it was, you know, I thought it was a really good movie. Um, my favorite scene, as we already discussed, was... Probably when she gets locked in the locked in the car, Caroline does. Really like this movie. Yeah, it's a really good movie. It has a lot of sentimental value. Yeah. Um, it's one that I I really am taken back to that time when anytime I watch it, um, or hear the soundtrack, because um, it is a really really good soundtrack. How many stars would you guys give it? Oh. Out of five. Out of five stars. Well. Oh, we are all on Letterbox, so if our if our many many fans want to follow us on Letterbox, you know, feel free. Yeah. Um, we all got but, roped into it by Alex, by the way. Yeah, he'll convince you if you uh, direct message him or something. <laughs> um, it's just a fun way to catalog your movies you're watching, and see which movies your friends are watching at the same time. Okay, don't even DM. He's gonna convince you on the podcast. <laughs> Um, but I give it I give it five stars and I liked it on the the old letterbox. I, I gave it five stars and liked it as well. Um, it's one of my favorite movies. I gave it four and a half. Um, 
It's probably sure. a little higher than I would give it if I didn't have the sentimental nostalgia for this movie. Um, I think it is a really Why good did movie. Why knock off a half a star? I didn't knock off half a star. I mean, you gave it four and a half. What? You know, what? Why wasn't it five stars if it has like yeah. that sentimental value and stuff to you? It just um, looking at it objectively and not trying to take away some of that sentimental because that sentimental I think gave it an extra half a star. I probably would have gave it a four star without that. I just don't think there's not. Um, it's a very teenage movie. You know, there's it's very dramatic um, for the life of somebody going just through relationships and stuff as a teenager. I don't know. It just didn't, it doesn't, um, the themes of the movie aren't, you know, very high brow or anything like that, that kind of get you thinking. So I think it's a really enjoyable movie, but I, I don't know. That's just the way I,
Awesome. So that wraps up our first episode. If you'd like to um, to follow us on Twitter, we all have a Twitter handle. Uh, mine is at Alex Expressed. Mine is at Jacob Dukeshire, first name, last name. Pretty generic on my part. Give me a second because I don't know my Twitter handle. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, you can follow our podcast. Uh, that is at I'll Take Three, and it's I L L Take Number Three Podcast. I'll Take Three Podcast. Um, okay. Kristen's is. Oh, you got it? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. So my Twitter is um, at I am Kristen One. And Kristen, it's spelled K R I S T Y N. K R I S T Y N. Number one on Twitter. For the next episode, I'm going to um, talk like the radio hosts on that SNL skit where they, the two ladies host and they they have that one memorable sketch with Alec Baldwin and he talks about his sweaty balls and they talk oh, all very calm balls. Like wow those are some really sweaty balls you so do this... that <laughs> and I'm going to only be doing uh, sound effects alright sounds good okay. um, so that wraps up our episode on Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist we'll see you all back um, next week or in two weeks, we'll find out. Until then. Alright, thanks guys. Bye.